Hi, everyone. It's Erica. Wow. Um, welcome to the first real episode of the podcast, Understanding the Misunderstood. I'm really excited for all of you who are here today. And I just wanted to start off with the topic of the week, which is OCD, also known as Obsessive Compulsive Disorder. This is something very near and dear to me since it is a disorder that I struggle with on the daily. And I think that it is a very disruptive and damaging disorder that needs to be talked about in an accurate way to accurately portray what it's like to have this disorder and live with it every day. So I did some background research just to kind of give you guys some scientific background on OCD. OCD is defined as, quote, having a tendency towards excessive orderliness, perfectionism, and great attention to detail, characterized by unreasonable thoughts and fears, obsessions, that lead to compulsive behaviors, end quote. So I really resonated with this definition, but I came up with my own just to further the conversation of what I actually think OCD is, and I described it as, quote, a disturbing feeling of discomfort when things are not predictable, perfect, or orderly, end quote. Essentially, what this means to me is I really try and highlight the fact that OCD is very disturbing and distasteful, and it's not something that's comfortable, and I really like to highlight that because I think a lot of it can be portrayed as something that, you know, feels normal and feels very comfortable, and, you know, it's when a person only wants to be organized, but this is not the case, and I really wanted to start off on a strong note with OCD because I think it's one of the most un- known types of a mental disorder that becomes categorized in a way that's not accurate to just to reflect what it actually is like. And so I wanted to look up what the internet said it was and quote what I thought it was just to kind of compare and contrast the two. Obviously, the internet really focuses on um, an excessive, orderly, you know, perfectionistic, attention to detail way of OCD that I think is definitely accurate, but I don't think it really reflects that OCD is a very disturbing feeling and very disturbing disorder that really makes you feel um, not in your body and unknown to yourself, which I think is very scary. So some more information that I have researched is that, quote, OCD obsessions are repeated, persistent, and unwanted thoughts, urges, or images that are intrusive and cause distress or anxiety. You may try to ignore them or get rid of them by performing a compulsive behavior or ritual. These obsessions typically intrude when you're trying to think of or do other things, end quote. This is from the Mayo Clinic. They gave us this really great definition of OCD being something that's repeated and persistent unwanted thoughts that really do try and cause distress or anxiety and to get rid of them the only way that someone with OCD can get rid of them is by actually completing a behavior or ritual that's compulsive. According to Google, um, OCD often centers on themes such as fear of germs or the need to arrange objects in a specific manner. Symptoms usually begin gradually and vary throughout life and some treatments they talked about include talk therapy, medications, or both, but that there is no cure for OCD. So something that I wanted to talk about is that I think OCD is a lot more than just a fear of germs or a need to arrange objects in a specific manner, which is why I don't really like this definition. And I think that it's very inaccurate when it comes to describing what OCD is. To me, OCD is 
having these unwanted thoughts and urges and images come to your head that really disrupt what you're doing in your everyday life completely and can really change a good moment into a bad one immediately. And I think that it is very disturbing. They can be very scary and they can also be very hurtful. So some of the types of OCD that I wanted to cover are organization OCD, contamination OCD, intrusive thoughts, ruminations, and checking. So I struggle a lot with intrusive thoughts, checking, and organization, and a little bit with contamination. So I think everyone really, you know, has a few of these types of OCD and for the people who have OCD, and I think that they are very disruptive just in any kind of sense that they're presenting themselves in. So for today's episode, I wanted to particularly focus on intrusive thoughts, which can be categorized as aggressive or sexual thoughts, harm OCD, germs and contamination, doubt and incompleteness, sin, religion, and morality OCD, order and symmetry OCD, and self-control OCD. A few of the different triggers of intrusive thoughts are stress, trauma, and life changes, meaning that these can change or intensify over time. And I think a lot of people who have OCD are subject to this as well. I think most of us who do suffer with OCD have their OCD change over time into new compulsions, which is really scary and can take control of a lot of your life if you do not seek help, which is something that I'm so grateful that I did. Some examples of intrusive thoughts are fear of being contaminated by germs or contaminating others. And then when it comes to harm OCD, it's accidentally or purposefully harming someone that you love, yourself, and anyone who is around you. Sexual thoughts can be unwanted sexual thoughts about your own family or your own siblings, and they can be very, very intense and very, very scary. Something that my therapist had told me is that a lot of people have intrusive thoughts. Everyone in the world has intrusive thoughts of like, hmm, what if I did this right now? And it's something completely irrational, makes no sense. But that people with OCD love to internalize those thoughts and see them as a reflection of their true self. So for example, a really common OCD intrusive thought is, what if I had a you know a a chance to hurt somebody and your brain will tell you okay this really reflects your true self and so you should internalize this and look at yourself in a poor light because this is a thought that popped into your head even if it's something that you are the farthest from doing A podcast that has been recommended to me by my therapist is called The Imp of the Mind, Exploring the Silent Epidemic of Obsessive Bad Thoughts by Lee Baer, I believe. So this podcast has been a huge eye-opener for me, and I think it's something that everyone with OCD should listen to right away. It is something that has made me feel less alone and less scared to come forward about my intrusive thoughts and feel more like a real person. What the infant the mind has done for me is truly make me feel, as I said, less alone in this world where OCD is very stigmatized and people who come forward saying that they have intrusive thoughts and internalize those intrusive thoughts are really attacked for that and shamed. And I think that to create an environment where we don't do that and we can stray away from the stigma, we must become comfortable talking to each other about 
some really vulnerable things. And those include our intrusive thoughts and those include our OCD compulsions and those include X, Y, and Z. I think it's super, super important that we all remember that we're all in one community and that no one person is better than any other person. And once we understand that, and once we truly have empathy and compassion for one another, we can only move forward once we reach that point. And so I think that by understanding OCD, whether you have it or not, is super important. So for the last few moments of the podcast, because I wanted to make this one pretty short, just because I think instead of having 20 to 30 minute episodes, we should instead do 15 minute episodes just so that they're digestible. So I wanted to just talk about a few of the myths concerning OCD really quickly. Um, The first myth that I've heard very often is that all neat freaks have OCD. Whether you have OCD or not, it is very clear that OCD is an obsession with cleanliness and it includes constantly washing your hands or excessively cleaning household items. But cleanliness is not only a compulsion, but it can be a personality trait that is just inherent to a person. And I think that there's a huge difference between being a neat freak and having OCD because OCD basically prevents you from doing anything else until your compulsion is completed. A lot of the time, things that I hear around school or just around in the world is that, oh my gosh, I'm so OCD. I clean so much and, you know, I'm really struggling because I, I, you know, can't help but clean. But I think that there's a huge difference, as I said, with people with OCD and people who are just clean. And OCD, as I said, really prevents you from doing anything else until you complete your compulsion, which leads me to the next myth that OCD is all about cleanliness. So the first thing I wanted to talk about is Of course, a fixation on keeping things clean may be a common compulsion of OCD, but it's not the only one and not everyone with OCD has it. Other common compulsions include hoarding items, checking and rechecking that you didn't make a mistake, fearing something bad such as a fire or accident, and repeating routines such as going in and out of a door until you feel complacent with how many times you've done it. The third myth that I wanted to discuss is that stress causes OCD. So a lot of people think that people with OCD should just relax and stop obsessing and that it's something very simple and easy. But OCD is an uncontrollable fear and anxiety producing state where you're not allowed to really think of anything but the compulsion. And while stressful situations can um, exacerbate symptoms and in people with obsessive and compulsive disorders, stress alone does not cause OCD. Another myth that I've seen is that OCD is rooted in your childhood somehow. So many people mistakenly believe that people who exhibit signs of OCD grew up in very dysfunctional homes, have poor self-esteem, and thinking that OCD is all a result of their childhood. However, Obsessive compulsive disorder, while it does run in families, and a lot of researchers believe that genetics play an important role, it is not really something that can be rooted in your childhood and is something that develops over time, which is why this myth is very difficult and something that is hard for me to sit with because genetics do play an important role, 
but they play at least some part in this development as well as experiences, but has very little to do with having OCD when you grow up. Another myth that I wanted to discuss is that OCD is rare in kids. So according to Everyday Health, at least one in every 200 kids and teens has obsessive compulsive disorder, and it can strike as young as four years old. And this is a quote from a man on Everyday Health who says, quote, this is about the same number of children who have diabetes, but no one considers diabetes to be rare, end quote. So if you took as he says, if you took an average size elementary school, for example, you'd find at least four or five kids with OCD. And in a medium or large high school, you'd find about 20 students dealing with OCD. The sixth myth is that OCD is somehow a woman's disease. And while it may seem that more women than men have anxiety disorder, according to the International OCD Foundation, OCD affects men, women, and children of all ethnical, racial, and economic backgrounds at the same rate. And while it can start at any age, it's typically seen between the ages of 10 or 12 or between late teens and early adulthood. The final two myths I'm going to talk about are really exciting for me to talk about, but scary because they are things that I've really seen a lot in society being said, and I think that it's a really great opportunity for me to debunk these things. So the next myth is that tests can confirm OCD. So unlike cancer or diabetes, obsessive compulsive disorder cannot be diagnosed with a blood test or a scan, and your doctor is more likely to conduct a physical examination and order tests to rule out other medical conditions. But if mental health professionals suspect you of OCD, they will ask you a lot of questions and look for three signs of OCD. One, whether you have obsessions. Two, whether you exhibit compulsive disorders. And if you do, whether they get in the way of your normal activities or daily life. The final myth is that OCD is not treatable. Many people who don't seek OCD treatment because they're embarrassed um, think that they are you know, going to be struggling with this forever and then it can't go away. And while OCD cannot be cured, it can be controlled with proper treatment and not get to a certain point where you can't leave your house. And that may be why people think it can't be treated, but it is definitely treatable. The first line of OCD treatment is exposure and response prevention, a face your fears therapy, where some people need to be exposed to a certain compulsion and try to not do it. And some people need a combination of behavioral therapy and medications. For example, I'm taking a medication called Abilify, and it has really helped me manage my OCD in a really great way. So I just wanted to say all of these myths are from Everyday Health. So please check out this article if you are interested called Eight Common Myths About OCD. And I really recommend also listening to Imp of the Mind. It is a very informative an interesting podcast that I think many of you will benefit from. But if we have any questions, please let me know. I would love to see what other topics you would like me to, to discuss on this podcast. And thank you so much for being here with me today. The big takeaway is that a lot of people with OCD do feel misunderstood, including myself. And I think that it's really important that we do all we can to educate ourselves so that we can live in a world where we have empathy and compassion for one another, because I think that that's super important. So thank you guys for listening today, and I will see you next week.